probably remember, like when I first got uh, the Wolf River coils, I, I went to a park and I was going to do a battle between that and the, the KG6 HQD speaker wiring. And mm. I forgot a freaking plug. Yeah. <laughs> and that just ruined my frick. I was so pissed. Um <laughs> Welcome to Hamden Thoughts, a podcast about ham radio, electronics, software, and tinkering. I'm your host, Dennis, FCC licensed amateur extra radio operator, call sign AD6DM. Today, I'm very excited to have K8MRD Mike on the show. Mike Hello. was one of the first YouTubers I ever found online doing videos about ham radio. He's got a sweet radio voice. And he can run a pileup like no one's business. Since he started, he's been finding creative ways to pay it forward in ham radio. But most of all, I enjoy his fun-loving outdoor Coda activations. Let's talk with him today on episode 16. Stay tuned. Hey, Mike. It's great to have you <laughs> on today. On? I see you dancing there on the Zoom. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. How you doing, man? I am fantastic. Yeah, we're recording this on a Friday, your day off. It is. It's and, been a very uh, lazy day. Oh, I was about to say super productive for you, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to go play radio in the park. It was kind of chilly this morning. I'm like, eh, and the couch was just really comfortable, and I had a space heater on. And uh, I've been binge watching Parks and Recreation lately. So, oh yes, nice. I'm on season seven now. I just started that today. So, um, I got to show you in my room. I have this poster. It's called the Ron Swanson, or it's called the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my new Cree. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this giant. Um, it's a lot of a lot of little tenets about life it's yeah he is great. he is definitely my new hero <laughs> absolutely i am a i am a <laughs> ron swanson fan <laughs> yep so like i was saying i mean i uh you're one of the early youtubers that i landed on when i started going on youtube and looking for different ways of of operating and uh mm -hmm. I, I i can say that i can credit you for getting me really excited about hf I know oh, cool. that I knew that I wanted to be on there, but it was just kind of a concept when I when I bought my 857 and I didn't mm -hmm. really know where to go. And then here I see this guy who is just having a ton of fun outdoors with his new 891. And yeah. I was like, man, I want to have that much fun. I want to I want to contact that many people. You'd always run a pileup of some kind. So um let me hand it off to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how your interest started in uh, ham radio? Uh, sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. 
Uh, my name is Mike, call sign K8MRD, extra class uh, and VE. Uh, nice. Just got my VE uh, not too long ago. So still have, haven't done any testing yet, but I, I just got my uh, greater Los Angeles yeah, that's cool. Amateur radio, whatever the the glarg. The glarg. All <laughs> I got, I got the their accreditation too, so I'm gonna hopefully start uh, if I have time between work and making YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, I would I would like to get in on some VE sessions <clears throat> uh, to to kind of help pay that forward. But yeah, I've been. When did I get licensed? 2016 with uh, as as a tech. And got a terrible call sign. It was what was it? Uh, Ke8 EPF. Just really, I didn't like the way that rolled off my tongue. Lots of E's and P's, and like you just get all the, all the, everything mixed up. So uh, I changed that very quickly, and uh, got the Vanity K at MRD as my initials. Then uh, yeah, I, I was a tech for probably a little over a year before I upgraded to general. And I would spend, uh, I would just like, as a lot of techs do, you get on the repeaters and you get in the nets and things like that. And, uh, met, met some, some cool people there and made some friends, but that kind of got boring to me after a while of just talking about the same thing. I'm oddly enough, really not much of a talker, Really, <laughs> even though I'm in, <laughs> I'm in sales for a living and I have a YouTube channel. Was I'm there, very was there anything about talking. about radio itself that <clears throat> brought you in in the first place? Like, was it an MCOM focus, or did were you just interested in electronics? Uh, I mean, how did how did ham it radio was, come into play? It was definitely uh, kind of. So I'm a big gun guy. I like shooting, and well, I like shooting. I don't hunt, but uh, <laughs> so I, I read a lot of gun articles and things, and and. I wouldn't call myself a prepper, but I would, you know, maybe a, a prepper adjacent or a, or a, you know, I share that mindset of just being prepared, you know, and I was, I was reading, I have no idea what article, but, uh, I have a, I have an app on my eye devices called uh, flipboard and it just, it just gathers all these different news sources. And one of the pages is just dedicated to guns. And one of these articles was, talking about the Oregon standoff a few years ago. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I remember that. If anybody remembers that, yeah. And it was talking about how these guys were using these cheap Bofang radios to communicate. And it and ham radio was, you know, the word ham radio was in that. And I was like, hey, I know, I know a, kind of about ham radio. My dad's a ham radio operator. I didn't really have much exposure to it growing up, though. I, my dad didn't really... I mean, there was always a, like a 50 foot tower in the yard with a VHF antenna. And, you know, I remember I remember his old call sign and stuff, but it was never something what he either tried to show us. And we probably showed zero interest in it, as most <laughs> kids probably do. Uh, and I just don't remember it. But, you know, in my mid 30s, I was like, hey, this is this is pretty cool. So just the idea of community like grid down communications appealed to me. And I was like, well, shoot, yeah. I can buy one of these radios for twenty five bucks. Uh, and I, I downloaded a, a book. It was like the, the, like the technician test for dummies or something like mm -hmm. that. You might as well call it. It was, I don't know, a couple hundred pages. I spent an afternoon and read the whole thing. And then, uh, just started taking a bunch of practice tests and got my license 
for technician. And, and that was the longest two weeks of my life <laughs> waiting for <Yes>. my, because <laughs> you know, you pass. I remember. But then days, you got to yes. wait for him to send it snail mail to yes. the FCC. <laughs> and then every day you're going to the FCC, like multiple times a day, I would go to the FCC database to see if I was in there. And then finally, uh, it, it was like a, it was like every bit down to the minute of of like two full weeks before I got my call signed. But I would listen to the repeaters, and you know, so I kind of kind of knew like call signs of people, and you know, you kind of just get to know people just from listening to them. So yeah. once I was able to transmit, it's it's off to the races. And then you know, like I said, I kind of I kind of VHF is kind of boring to me in repeaters in general if there was more simplex con simplex activity where i live yeah. i would probably be on two meters a lot mm -hmm. but just repeaters are kind of boring to me uh i still i mean i still have radios on pretty much all the time monitoring them but i just i don't remember the last time i talked on one <clears throat> mm -hmm. and then one once i once i discovered hf and got my general and and just inspiration from watching other youtube videos about ham radio like some of the earlier ones were uh, uh, Tony K9 ARV, who is now in 4 ARV, who doesn't make YouTube videos anymore, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Josh, Ham Radio Crash Course, and Eric, Ham Radio, uh, Ham Radio Concepts, Jason, Ham Radio 2.0. Those were kind of the, the bigger ones that I watched, and those were the guys that I looked up to. And just portable radio really looked appealing to me because mm -hmm. it, it all stems back to like mcom yeah i don't operate at home hardly ever yeah. like i haven't a, a you know a nice setup here but i just love taking a wire and a battery and a radio and going out in the field and you know that's that's really honing our skills you know when yeah. you do summits on the air and parks on the air or even if you just go out somewhere in, even in your backyard and, and practice you know you're, you're still honing your skills if you know if the grid went if the grid goes down or some whatever happens you know the zombie apocalypse whatever <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep so that's that's and my, so uh, a lot of your youtube videos they're they're that kind of i i don't think i remember one where you're other than like when you're reviewing a radio you don't really yeah. operate from home and <clears throat> and have a video from you making contacts from home. And yeah. the majority, the vast majority of your videos are parks on the air activations. But uh, one of my early favorites, and one of the first ones I found from you is a field day video back about yeah. two years ago. And I actually yeah. want to play that one right now because it's, uh, it's a really, it's a really good one. <laughs> and then I'll also play a more <laughs> recent one so we can hear some differences in how you're, YouTube channel has evolved a little bit. Yeah. But let me play that right now. Here. Sure. Hi, everyone. Mike here, KMRD Radio Stuff. Guess what? It's field day! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So I'm here on Mount Trashmore. I think it actually has an official name of this park, but we got the uh, South Lion Amateur Radio Club field day event going on here. Yeah, it's a pretty cool setup that you had there. You, um, oh yeah, um, with the 
the group that you were with, they had ser- several towers, some tents. Uh-huh. It looked like a big open field. That's and, why I joined that club. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a really extensive preparation they did there. Yeah, and, we don't mess around. There's, yeah, but, there's a lot of uh, portable enthusiasts in yeah. that club. So, so later in that video, you're just you're you're actually going on and and start running um, a pileup for your club, uh-huh. and I'm like, man, this guy is flawless. He's just going through this, uh, <laughs> going through this <laughs> list of people who are just trying to reach the the club, and um, yeah. I, I just thought it was a very eloquent and yet calm under pressure operation i was like man i want to be like that one day <laughs> that was my absolute very first time ever running a pile up yeah that was it that was, was really cool it was insane that was 10 meters too oh really yeah we had a we had a 10 meter beam pointing kind of south southwest and uh, it was like the last hour of field day and i had just been filming the whole weekend mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> uh there was one of the shacks you know the 10 meter shack uh tent had this beautiful elecraft k3 oh, you nice. know, whatever the whatever the nice high-end yes. k3 k3s whatever K3 it is or S, yeah i'm like oh. <laughs> so they were like looking around like hey anybody want to operate i'm like raise my hand i'll i'll give it a go <laughs> so i sat down at the radio and, and started calling cq and there was another gentleman i can't remember his name but he was uh he was doing the logging for me Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever used a foot switch for for talking to. So uh, I fell in love with that, and I use one to this day at home. Oh, okay. Because I don't like. I use this same microphone uh, for my radio. Mm, okay. <clears throat> right? So I use the foot switch, and and that way I can I can use the keyboard, and uh, you know it's more hands free approach, so I can do other things with my hands. But yeah, that was just. Uh, that was a whole fun time. Like I had, I had no idea uh, who any of those people were. Like <laughs> I just, cause the year before that I went to a different field day and it was like the lamest thing in the world. There were like three guys there and they had one sideband tent and one CW tent. And they were like 500 yards apart. And there was like two guys just sitting down and talking and I'm like, okay, this is lame. And then I went to the South Lion uh, field day in 2018, and it's right on the freeway, and it it, you, it was an old uh, landfill that they turned into a park. So it's it's a lot higher elevation, and you when you're driving west from for me anyway, I'm driving west to get there. You you just start to see these antennas. <laughs> come in the in the horizon <laughs> it's like we had we have we put up two towers uh one's got a beam for like 20 meters one has a six meter or 10 meter beam or something we have a like a four-way dipole for 80 meters we've got a 40 meter vertical um there's all kinds of stuff out there and and there's lots of people it, mm-hmm. there, so there's <clears throat> there's a lot of people in the club to begin with, but it's 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 in a kind of a high profile area and it's very welcoming to people who just drive by and you know what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. So we can show them we have a get on the air station and stuff. So That's very cool. very well welcoming. So I obviously uh, joined that club and I've been a member for a couple of years now and uh, we're going to be going out next weekend for the support your parks weekend. So I'll be 
playing parks on the air for two days straight, which is awesome. So yeah, really yeah. cool. Very they cool. seem very well equipped. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a, I've learned a thing or two, but I've had a lot of great mentors to to kind of help me along the way. So yeah. <clears throat> and for those who are listening, Mike says he's on the same microphone. He's actually got this boom arm microphone right now, just similar to what I do for my podcast. So just imagine that on the radio. It's got the the best dynamic range for radio. <laughs> I don't even know if this is really a good microphone for radio. I've gotten good audio reports, but yeah. I have a bunch of microphones lying around because I played music my entire life and I sing. Well, it sounds good. <laughs> sounds so, yeah, good there's like that. no processing or anything going into it. So. So let me play one of your more recent ones. This one's mid-August of this year, 2020. And it's called Best Parks on the Air Location Ever. Yeah. I am activating a log on Lake Erie <laughs> on K at MRD Radio Stuff. What is up, everyone? I am Mike. You're watching K at MRD Radio Stuff. Today, we're going to be doing a two for POTA. We're at currently at River Raisin National Battlefield in Monroe, Michigan. It's Kilo 0714, I believe. So here we have and, uh, you right getting ready to do uh, a Parks on the Air activation, for those who don't know what POTA is. And you are setting up your DX Commander, it looks like, and you have a special guest there. Who's that yes. again? Ethan. Ethan, yes. I forget his last name. And so you two met up and are it's doing Evan. a joint. I can't remember. His oh, call Evan. Sign. Sorry. I'm thinking Ethan from <laughs> HRCC, but it's Evan. Yeah. Evan Hartman, yeah. I think is his last name. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, just another one of your very energetic and uh, fun loving type videos where you're outdoors. It seems like you're happiest when you're outdoors. Yes. Despite heat or cold you're just always out there and uh trying to make those contacts can you just share a little bit about how you got your youtube channel started and how it morphed into what we have here now uh <clears throat> i don't know i guess really the why i started um i, I mean to a degree like i i my my purpose in everything i do is to kind of pay it forward and um kind of elmer others i suppose um i just thought it would be neat to make a video so my the first thing i ever did was i called it a bofang go box oh, yeah. and i took uh one of them cheap harbor freight pelican knockoff case things with the pick apart foam and i just i just put all my bofangs in it and made a video and nice <laughs> but like two years later it only has like a thousand views like it's not <laughs> It's a bunch of radios. like here's a bunch of bowfangs. Put <laughs> yeah. them in a box, like. <laughs> but that's what started it, and then, uh, uh, yeah, it just it it kept going, and like people watched it, and I was like, holy crap! And then like, you'd get a subscriber, and that just blew my mind. 
And then, like, I remember this is just this is only like two years ago. <clears throat> I think it was two years ago, March, March of 2018. I think I started the channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I remember talking to my coworkers at work because you, you get emails when people subscribe to you or like YouTube will uh, email you and say, hey, congratulations, you broke 100 subscribers. And I was like, just floored. <laughs> um so just that would that that's always encouraging when people subscribe and you see the the watch hours and things like that yeah but, and you're, uh, you're coming up on uh it looks like almost ten thousand subscribers pretty soon it's, it? it's getting there yeah 9.39 yeah. it says right now so well, well yeah you're getting so, there <clears throat> and it's it's great i wish uh I wish there was more diversity in it. I I believe YouTube has a lot of analytics and I think I have like 0.03% female viewers mm. <laughs> to 99.7% male. It's kind of reflective. <laughs> and of they're all community. over the yeah. age of like 55. Yeah. Like half of the viewers <laughs> are like older, older dudes. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, I just, so like, my approach has always been now, whether I accomplish this or not is, is to be determined, but um, kind of one of the things that I wanted to focus on, particularly with like reviews, I would watch a lot of reviews and I'd never get like a great shot of the actual product. And like, here's like, here, like the smallest detail. I want to see everything like, like any new thing I get, I want to I will watch every single video in the world that I can find even if it's not in English. Mm-hmm. Um I watched it I watched this this German guy uh he did a he did a video on the G90. I have no clue what he was saying, but you still <laughs> understand cuz he's he's showing you these things and he was like, "Hey, you can take the like the rackier things on the front of the radio." And unscrew them and and fold them down so they make a stand. And I was like, that's oh. the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. So I did that for a while with the G90. And then the Smoke and Ape just 3D printed me a stand. And then I made a go box out of it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like I, I wanted to show and, and, and get as much immersion into whatever I'm reviewing. So there hopefully aren't any questions but there always are so that's you know but then you have the comments and you can answer them so um that's i kind of wanted to just make the videos that i wanted to see and how i wanted to see them Mm -hmm. so and and do you get a lot of questions every day oh god yeah fortunately i haven't gotten a question lately about what logging software i use (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the that running was a thing joke for a right? long time. <laughs> it was. It was definitely the running joke. But um, <clears throat> or like what? Because uh, I use an iPad Mini to mm-hmm. log, and it has a little Bluetooth keyboard on it. That I would have thought just anyone would look at that and know that oh, that's an iPad, and there's clearly a keyboard there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would get so many questions. What is that little computer? <laughs> like every single video, uh, multiple times. So that kind of became wow. the running joke. <laughs> uh, what what logging software does Mike use? It's Hamlog, by the way, for anyone yeah. who wants to know. And Charlie just did a. I th- was it Charlie? He did a Hamlog yeah. video, and during the live yeah. stream, I asked. Well, he him, did three, three different. Uh, well, he he left his paper though, so he I guess he only did. Yeah. He reviewed two of them, but 
I really like Hamlog. I've been very happy with it. I know some other guys that use uh, some other uh, logging software, but yeah. it does what I need to do. I mean, for parks on the air, you don't need much. You enter the call sign, and yep. um, that's you know the band and the mode. Char- that's Charlie pretty much all you need uh, for parks on the air. His his Hamlog video, and during the live stream, or I guess the premiere, I asked him, "Hey, what logging software do you use for Hamlog?" <laughs> and i think i got that from you what what logging software question oh yeah because you always get that so why don't you tell me what your uh about your best and worst shows on youtube well first of all how many videos do you have up it's it's like uh i don't have any idea a few hundred no clue no Hang on. Maybe I, less probably than Probably 90-ish, I would guess. Seems like a lot more. Hang on, I'm going You're always up there, and you're always... Uh, I always see an alert for a new POTA activation of some kind. Well, I might be out playing radio. Would you, My channel doesn't even tell me how many videos I have. <laughs> it's probably 80 <laughs> or 90, something like that. I don't think yeah. I've got over 100 videos. Well, it kind of, it really blew up in the last 12 months, I would say. Well, so a lot of people's channels blew up uh, right when uh, COVID hit. uh, There was a huge uh, increase in interest in amateur radio. And we all, all all of the YouTubers, uh, we all saw saw a huge rise in subscribers and interest and all of that. And that's kind of... kind of done now it's kind of back to normal in terms of viewership and whatnot but mm-hmm. um the channel's still growing yeah and hopefully you know there, there's still a huge interest in uh getting licensed and you know there's online licensing now which is great so but yeah covid uh covid helped me indirectly it just threw yeah. a lot of people with a lot of time onto youtube <laughs> yeah yeah very much so so, do you have a favorite uh, best and worst show on YouTube? Um, I mean, kind of, I don't know if I have a worst other than I just recorded a video yesterday and my microphone decided that it wanted to be a jerk and put all kinds of static on it. So that one was terrible. Oh, so I'm going to scrap it and redo it over again. So the worst ones um, don't end up in our in our list. No. <laughs> we don't see them. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the worst would be my first one because <laughs> it's... The production value sucks. Yeah, that's. I film. Thing. I film every single video on an iPhone, oh, and I've yeah. and I've gotten. So it started just initially with just the iPhone. That's it. No, you know, you're hearing the the iPhone microphone and everything. And then, probably eight or ten months after I started, I got uh, a little shotgun microphone to mount on my tripod, so the audio got a little better. And now I have this cheap. It's like a hundred and twenty dollar. The brand is Pixel. It's a wireless mic in like the 500 megahertz frequency somewhere in there. So um, wireless lapel mic. Yeah. Yep. So the audio has gotten better. Uh, this has nothing to do with answering your question. <laughs> but <laughs> probably the best, I don't know. Um, I definitely liked being on Lake Michigan. I loved being, uh, or Lake Erie rather. I loved being on Lake Michigan on those sand dunes. Probably the the thing I'm most proud of is really the my most recent like three videos, uh, just with my my G90 Go Box slash solar generator. 
because I built that. Like I have a lot of that yeah. took me a, quite a while to build. It took me about a week to build um, just every night after work for for two or three hours. And there was really just a lot of sitting in front of it thinking, how am I going to build this part? Because nothing like it exists, really. So uh, Don KK4QAM and, and uh, Adam K6ARK, um, you probably threw in some suggestions, too. Uh especially with like that head mounting. So like, I'm really proud of that build. Definitely not one of the highest watched videos I've done lately, but um, to me, that is really kind of like half of what ham radio is about is just tinkering and creating and, and, and fabricating and making things and making things work. So, yeah, it's a really cool video. If, if uh, you you're listening and you haven't seen it, it, I encourage you to go find it. It's it's uh, one where you had problems with having a swivel mount, how to how to mount the head yeah. of the G90, how to make everything fit under the plexiglass and all the wiring. I, I liked your creative use of just how you're wiring the the negative lead there so that everything is all switched and yeah. reporting to the right place. And I actually had to freeze frame some of that. If I was, I was like, okay, let me figure out if I was doing like this. Doesn't like make this. sense. Why is he doing? <laughs> and it made sense. It's just I was like, I got to remember how he did this because I think I want to yeah. do something like this. And it's really cool. Really, really. It's good pretty invention. simple, really. It's just two different uh, paths for the electricity to go. Um, well, three, I guess, because you've got your solar input, you've got your regular charging input, and then uh, the power to the rest of the the thing so yep. and then everything switched so and then of course but i had to design pole, it that way all the things right oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Got a power i wanted to power everything. pull more underneath but <laughs> uh i just i was too eager to just get the thing built yeah so but uh yeah that was fun but uh, th- another thing that really was awesome was uh interviewing ray novak at uh Orlando last year for the IC705. I was actually the yeah. first person to interview him nice. for that radio. Me, Jason, and Eric were all there, and I would have figured they would have jumped on it and had our all their interviews and things. And here I am just coming along, this dude with his iPhone, like, hi, Ray, can I interview you? <laughs> and he was so... Uh, I met him at Hamvention the year before. Mm-hmm. I strongly doubt he remembered that. But I shook his hand and took a picture with him because I'm like, hey, that's right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just so warm and gracious and and took uh, just took as much time as as I needed to film. And one of his one of the other ICOM guys was kind of blocking people from getting in front of the camera. So they were just they were absolutely uh, awesome and uh, and just took the time to get me to film that. Unfortunately, I was the second person to have the video out. Jason Hamrio 2.0 went back to his hotel room that night and edited ah, it. Where I had I had a three hour drive back to uh, Lake Placid, Florida, where my dad lives. Mm-hmm. So he beat me to it, but that was uh, that was fun. So that you got a, the first hands on look at this yes. radio that everyone is now super excited about and getting into yes. their own hands. Yes, and I don't have it. I don't. I, I'm I'm sure I'll get one. I don't need one, so I'm not going to buy one right now. Yeah. Um, 
but it is a sexy radio. It <laughs> it's is really very nice. Cool. Yes. <laughs> you just got yours, didn't you? Yeah, I got it uh, just a few days ago. Yeah. And of That's course, right. yeah, I'm, you took the plastic off of it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I was just, <laughs> I'm so slammed at work that I, I just haven't had a chance to take it out and do what I want to do. And I'm, yeah. I'll be going on vacation pretty soon. So again, I won't be able to really play with it. So it's, it'll be a little while. Isn't that the whole purpose of vacation? Well, yeah, kind of. You're bringing it, I hope. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually, I'm going to Mexico, so there's no agreement between the two countries yet to operate. Really? Yeah. I can't get a professional huh. license to to activate anything or, or operate in Mexico. So I'm pretty much FRS down in Mexico. <laughs> wow. Just uh yeah, you did. Just, was that you that just bought those little Bofang FRS things? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> hey, it's, still it's a sad, man. But yeah, it'll it'll be back. It'll be here, and I'll I'll just uh, get outdoors once I get back. How long are you going to be gone exactly? For two weeks. It's <laughs> just enough time. <laughs> All right, switching gears here. Uh, you've talked a little bit about your G ninety. And uh, you also said you have a substantial station at home. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your favorite gear? Because I know you have a lot of it. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, every antenna that I own is my favorite bit of gear. Well, no, I take that back, with the exception of the MFJ 1899T, because that antenna is garbage. But I just can't let it go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hmm. <sighs> I love my 7300. I mean, that's. Yep. But uh, I, I really love. That's the thing with ham radio. There is no one uh, singular answer to any question about gear or into everything is a compromise. So, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I kind of look at it like Legos, you know, Legos for adults. You just kind of put together all the different pieces of what you need for your best operational setup, right? For the given thing that you're going to do on that day. Uh But yeah, it's it's always changes. Like some days I want to use, I would, I absolutely love the X5105. I am not the G ninety is not my favorite radio by any means. Mm-hmm. It's just I have one, so I play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that RS nine eighteen you sent me. That thing's freaking awesome. Yep. Um, the G ninety is probably my least favorite radio that I own. I still like it, but it is my least favorite radio. Mm-hmm. Um, the DX Commander Expedition antenna is just. I have had nothing but tremendous success with that antenna and fully fully endorse and support it uh it is just hands down fabulous quality but i love the pack 10 antennas i just got the end fed half wave i just i just added uh about 10 and a half meters to it to get uh and now it's resonant on i need to tweak it a little bit more but it's resonant on 40 20 15 and 10 which was unexpected oh wow Five yeah standard, and huh? i totally just uh I trimmed because it comes with basically enough wire to get your resonant on 20. Like, well, I don't want a single band antenna. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, he sent me some banana, cl- those little banana plugs, those two and a half millimeter banana plugs. So I just, I made a linked and fed. I, and I, 
I went to the park. I have this great 26 gauge uh, poly stealth wire that Adam recommended. And I brought my tape measure, my metric tape measure. And I just pulled out about 10, 10 and a half meters or something. Didn't even, I just kind of guessed. I'm like, hmm, I might need this much. <laughs> Cut the wire, put it up on the pole, hooked it up to the analyzer. And it was already almost perfect. I was oh, like, wow. how does that happen? This thing, <laughs> this antenna is pretty wide banded. Mm-hmm. So I trimmed a few inches off of it and got the SWR down a little bit more. It's still a little low in the frequencies. Um, so I probably will trim another five or six inches off of it. But are you just uh, operate CW? You need to learn CW, man. Nah, <laughs> that's too slow. I am not a patient person by nature. Okay. Uh, and I do, I do want to learn CW, and I've made some CW contacts, but it's not very high on my list of priority. I can play CW on my guitar. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Um, well, I do got to mention, so, though, yeah. because in the rare instances where we hear you do CW on the air, like, uh, you know, the folks over at JerryNet, we've gotten yes. on at night and we've tried CW and you have a nice straight key. And yeah. I got to say, very, very good fist. Your your well, CW you. is very easy to discern and read. And I, I you don't see me sweating on the other end like, oh, <laughs> got to get it right. <laughs> so for what you can send and what you can do, it, it does sound very good. Well, thank you. I, I would solely attribute that. That has nothing to do with my ability to do CW. I would say that is more just because I played music uh, almost my entire life. So I think that that rhythm is just naturally there for me. But I can't receive to save my life. We, if, yeah. if everyone's life depended on me decoding a message, we would all die. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good to know. <laughs> so don't rely on me. <laughs> so you mentioned all the different gear you have and how hard it is to have a favorite, although you do kind of have a list. How'd you get to that point where you're reviewing all these different things? I mean, you seem to be lucky to have all these different antennas, all these different rigs. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So I owe a lot of it to Eric from, from Ham Radio Concepts. He, uh, I ran into him at Dayton last year, and uh, he and I have exchanged, he had at that point exchanged a couple comments on our channels, and he watched he watched my frozen lakes on the air video and, and loved that. He's oh, like, yeah. Hey, you're the, you're the frozen lakes. Guy. <laughs> I love I that like, one. Yeah, that's me. Those are good. So, uh, so we walked around Dayton for a bit. Um, we walked around like the infield thing and, and kind of hung out for a bit. And then he, he just introduced me to Richard from MFJ and he's like, Hey, this guy's cool. He's got a channel. And, uh, he's like, hey, what, what are you into? I'm like, I do a lot of portable stuff, antennas and whatnot. And he gave me his card. I gave him my card and, He's like, yeah, hit me up, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. You know what? This guy's never going to remember me. And I don't I don't even get a hold of him. Like a week after Dayton, I just get a box at my door with a bunch of antennas in it. I'm like, <laughs> what? Holy crap. <laughs> um, And they've just MFJ has been so generous to allow me to basically. 
pretty much anything I've asked to review, he sent me. I still need to do a few reviews of some things, but just fantastic people because they want to share it. I mean, Richard loves watching all these videos, just like I love watching all the videos, not my own, but it's marketing for them. It's exciting for us. It yeah. teaches and it, and it's still like all those product reviews are still, in my opinion, they're still paying it forward because you're, you're showing people what these are. You're talking about the features and benefits and, and, how they work and what they do and all that kind of stuff. So I just don't have to pay for it, <laughs> which is great. But they've also, and, and so they were kind of the first ones that had me review stuff. And then I emailed Kevin at BioNO and asked him if he'd be interested in, in uh, sending me a battery to review. And he's like, sure. And it turns out Kevin is from like two miles away from where I live. Oh, so that's cool. we're we're Michigan boys. So he's he's been a great supporter. He's he helped. I I did a giveaway that uh, MFJ. I, I gave, we gave away two two G nineties to a couple girls, mm -hmm. two batteries, two DX commanders, and two Pac ten and Link dipoles. So all those guys came together, wow. and and I I gave my Yesu FT four fifty to one of them just so they could you know trade it back and forth or whatever but <clears throat> i don't use it. it was my first hf radio and i just you know here go have fun like they're teenage girls that are into ham radio like they we need to support them <laughs> you know? yes definitely so but yeah, that's, that's kind of really how cool. it started and you know i've i've done a few videos for wolf river coils i bought one of their antennas just because that that was like the first antenna that i bought and loved it and that my first wolf river coils video has all kinds of uh, views it's pretty popular. I just did another video for Wolf River Coils just because I wanted to show them some more love. It wasn't a product placement or anything. It was just, here's the many different ways you can configure a Wolf River Coils. But uh, I, I love their antennas and just want to give back to them. They they gave me their uh, center-loaded one last year at Dayton. I did an interview with them. And so it's uh, freaking radiotity just contacted me a little while ago on Twitter. And I mean, it's like they just watch you and see. It's just kind of snowballing from your videos there. Yeah, that's all it is. Wow. So apparently people like my personality. <laughs> <laughs> but Well, yes, it's very easy to just get hooked in. And that's what happened to me early on. But yeah, I don't know. It's just that you're having so much fun out there. Plus... You're showing people that you have so many contacts and we're like, man, I wish I could mm -hmm. get a hundred contacts. What's going on here? I well, you to... <laughs> can, anybody can there's listen, there's nothing special about what I'm doing. I'm, I'm yeah. calling CQ. You want to make a hundred contacts? Call CQ. That's the way to do it. <laughs> exactly. You don't sit there and tune around the bands <laughs> listening. You got to make it happen. Yeah. So anything planned? Are you uh, building anything? I know you just did your go box, which was pretty extensive and had even yeah. like a, play-by-play play of putting it together, which was really, really very informative and helpful. Thank uh, you. That, that but, took a uh, tremendous amount of time. Anything you got going on right now for projects? Um, I've got a few product reviews still in the works. As far as projects, I still need to twink this, tw uh, tweak, <laughs> edit that. I need to tweak the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> wow 
<laughs> I need to tweak the Pactena uh, NFED half wave. That might become my my new favorite uh, Pactena. The way I have it configured is uh, <clears throat> I like it. It doesn't take up a lot of real estate like my Link Dipole. Yeah, but I can run it in an inverted V. I can run it in a sloper. So still haven't actually used it, but that's coming up. So I'm excited to try it. I'm always, always, always excited for any new antenna. I, I yeah. get more geeked out about antennas than I do radios. Um, yeah, that's I'm almost uh, the nerd. opposite of most. Most people get really yeah. crazy about the newest rigs and the newest uh, yeah. technology that comes out from the big three. And and yeah, here, I mean, here the, we new are rigs are out. nice, but what's the reality of all right there's a new radio i gotta i gotta go run out and buy it where yeah antennas i mean you can make a freaking antenna you can make yep. any antenna you want that's kind of why i love the dx commander so much is because all he does is send you the bits and bobs as mm -hmm. they say you have to make that antenna it's just here's 300 meters of wire boy go start <laughs> cutting. i mean that's it so uh it's definitely yeah. not for the person that just wants a take it out of the package and it works thing yeah um you gotta you gotta make it work or, I or as josh and leo would say antennas. uh appliance operators uh, appliance operators yeah union. yeah it's which there's nothing wrong with i mean yeah. the ham radio is about communication uh yeah. it's not just about that but yeah so um i i have the uh i have the dx commander all band vertical that i have built but i have yet to put up in my yard because i I need to find a place to put it and I, I probably will have to take down my dipole because that's really the only place that I can put it because I've got power lines coming in from the other side of my yard and I'd rather not have an antenna potentially fall down on power lines. I yep. hear that's bad. I, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it says on the mast to to not do that so yeah speaking of masts i think you kevin w6rip and uh jerry kg 6hqd were the ones who introduced me to the fishing pole oh the, yeah yeah uh, the portable mast that everyone likes to use and yep. i was like i was trying to think of all these weird ways before that i had military mast poles which are freaking heavy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are not fun to put and up. And I had a flagpole, like one of those portable flagpoles that you kind of lodge a mast or a mount under your tire and then mm -hmm. plug in that thing. And that only went up to 20 feet. And then you guys started introducing these these really cool, super light, super compact um, yeah. fiberglass fishing poles off of eBay. And I was like, Did you wow. ever get the carbon fiber one? No, I haven't gotten that okay. one yet. But yeah, I love that thing. I don't use it a whole heck of a lot because I use I usually use my MFJ mast. But if I'm using my uh, if I'm using just a wire antenna like an NFED or a um, a nine to one or something that doesn't that I mean it's just a piece of twenty six gauge wire that doesn't weigh anything. That fiber I I can't find them anymore. But that Gocher carbon fiber uh, ten meter pole I have. Yep. I love it weighs nothing and it's freaking 30 whatever it's 10 meters <laughs> yeah, i couldn't believe it when feet. i saw the description it said 10 meters i was like is that thing yeah. really 30 feet long mm -hmm. and wow and it's it's just stupid lightweight yeah so well any advice you have for people want to do what you do like in terms of making videos um you know rocking out 
all these things that you do. <laughs> uh, I mean, in terms of making videos, it, there's actually I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of videos come through my YouTube algorithm is the the word of the year. There's a lot of parks on the air. There, there's a lot of people that are making videos and the best advice I would give them is get a decent microphone. Your video quality is not half as necessary as your audio quality. So if your audio sucks, it's the video is not going to be enjoyable to watch mm -hmm. where if, you know, just until recently, all my videos were 720 because I didn't know I could change. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea what it was filming in. Now they're in 1080, but like people are recording in 4k. And stuff. it's like, dude, who cares? Just, you know, we're, we're making, free videos so i wouldn't focus too much on on getting a fancy camera or anything this is coming from a guy who films on his iphone though so um, yeah but it's pretty but, amazing if you look at the video quality of of your videos there i mean you have a lot of great ones where i don't know how you set it up or mount it on things or whatever it, it just seems like it's not just an iphone it seems like you have yeah. you do multiple shots and Sometimes you're even there's a lot of moving the camera yeah. around yeah. to do that. But it's yeah, I mean, I, I use one camera, but you got it. The, the way I see it, I thought about getting a camera, a dedicated camera for for a little while for probably about six months. I was really researching cameras. And I never bought one. For two reasons, one, that's just more crap that I got to carry. Yeah. And it's big and bulky. And I already have a radio and a 20 amp hour battery and. 100 feet of coax or whatever crap i'm carrying with me that day i don't want to carry another 10 pounds of camera gear plus the battery life on those cameras seems to suck yeah and i'm out there sometimes for like two hours and my camera is just on record the whole time my phone yeah the second thing is my iphone is kind of already a thousand dollar camera so and it's lightweight and it's 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 a multitasker you know it's my phone it's my camera it's my web browser i i use it to tether internet to my uh to my ipad when i'm logging so i can populate the uh the information you know pulls up the the contact information who i'm talking to so i don't foresee i will be getting a new iphone i think this year because i my iphone will be three years old now uh so it'll just be like that'll just be dedicated as my camera now yeah like why would i buy an, a camera it doesn't make sense to me i do want to get a better mic though i don't really like the microphone i use i get a lot of interference mm -hmm. um which is weird i i i was recording a video yesterday and when i went to edit it there's all kinds of static and my phone was on airplane mode i thought i was getting static i had i have gotten interference before like if i got a text message or something while i was filming it makes this this kind of signature digital noise because it's a digital microphone that i use and it's just it's so annoying so to just have something i want to get a better one I, i'm looking at that road wireless go i have iffy thoughts on that though it's in the 2.4 gigahertz band which i'm not too crazy about but it, it, it works for what i need it for it's just annoying when you have to redo something but yeah definitely get a microphone for sure yeah. is the most important thing. there's there's one by sennheiser as well that's really tiny that yeah I don't know if you've seen i was literally just looking at microphones today on guitar uh, center's website then you start getting into like once you say the word sennheiser you're at least 300 dollars. 
Yeah. And <laughs> I think the I think the one you're talking about is probably about 360 or 370. I don't know much about I'm very much a sure guy. I wish sure made uh, camera microphones. I would buy one. They're just such high quality. Sennheiser is a is a a, a high end company as well, but yeah. But it's still in the two point four gigahertz, and I just don't like that. The, the range sucks on them. I go quite a distance. That's one of the reasons I bought this cheap Chinese one because it's like in the high four hundred. What am I on now? I'm on four hundred ninety nine point one megahertz. I'm using this for my wireless in ears, so it's you know your UHF. The, the signal is going to go way farther. I mean, I can get probably 50 yards from the receiver mm-hmm. and, and not have any dropouts usually where with that wireless go, I've watched reviews on it and the guy turns around and it drops out and like, I can't have that. Yeah. So I well, feel that was a multiple, multiple part question. Though. Yes, it was. <laughs> and that was only one part, but any other things you want to mention? I mean, we're, we're coming up on an hour here and, uh, think i should close it out here yeah we could go that went by quick i mean obviously subscribe to k8mrd radio stuff yes absolutely um because it makes me happy when i get more subscribers yeah i mean i hope people watch it and enjoy and you know comment email me if you have questions leave i'd rather people leave questions in the comments so that way everyone can see them but people email me that's fine uh i'm good on qrz yeah, have you know, play portable radio and uh, yeah, call CQ. That's you want to make yep. contacts, call CQ. That's your number That's one the message. Name of the game. I always people hear it over and over again. You know, Eric, Eric says, don't be a scope head, and it's so true. I mean, we all love looking at the scope because you can, it, it's, it's a nice thing to have. I miss it when I use my 891 out in the field. I'm like, I just I want to see where I can go, I don't want to have to listen. But I feel a lot of people get sucked into looking at the scope. And if they're not seeing anything, they're not going to try and get on the air. Yeah. But there's probably thousands of other people who are also looking at their scope and not see anything. And there's no contacts made. Mm -hmm. But if one person starts calling CQ repeatedly, eventually someone's going to come back to you. So I sat in a park for four hours last weekend calling CQ and uh made was it four hours yeah, about four hours total and i made 300 contacts oh man 290 actually whoa a cu- there were a few dupes um crazy because i wanted to get I, I had a little over 700 contacts at at uh this park and i wanted to get to a thousand so i can get my kilo award oh, wow. so i'm like ah screw it like it was it was it was a friday or a sunday or i don't remember what day it was but uh yeah, i just sat there and called cq and they just kept coming one after the next just yes. keep calling CQ and they're going to come. But parks on the air, summits on the air, things like that are going to give people a reason to come back to you. You are the DX station. So, um, you know, it's, it's a fun thing to just be a part of. And the contacts are quick. It's just, you know, hey, you're you're five, eight into Michigan or wherever. You know, I don't like rag chewing. I don't care what the weather is where you are. <laughs> I have zero interest. Well, one other comment that I had is that I think I was with a different guest. I can't remember exactly right now who, but, you know, a lot of us are on digital or CW. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me personally, it's because, as I've said in the past, I have to up my antenna game because I really 
have a hard time with SSB or voice in its various yeah. formats. And that's the other thing that really attracted me to your videos was seeing that you are out there on voice, which is the most, it's the easiest one to get on, but it's also the hardest one to get contacts with if your antenna isn't that great. And um, so uh, you're, you're kind of a sh shining example to me about that. that you know, I've made contacts on crappy antennas and I've made contacts on great antennas. Well, I guess just, it's for me, it's just getting out there then. Your yeah. message to I mean, me if you're in a time. place, if you're in a place where you can't put up an antenna or your noise floor is terrible, there's not much you can do about that. You just, you got to get away from that. So, yeah. you know, portable is a way to do that. Yep. I would love to have a day where I get 100 plus contacts on voice. That would be a supreme ham radio day for me. Yeah. There's not <laughs> a lot of guys doing pot out in California. Yeah. But that would be a way to do it. It's yeah. a whole lot easier than climbing up a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. But, ah, you'll make it happen. Anyway, Mike, thank you again. And thank you. Yeah, thanks for your time on the podcast. And go visit his site. Go find him on Twitter, K8MRD. I think it's... Yeah, it's at K8MRD. At K8MRD. And yeah, I'll put those links in the show notes. Thanks cool. again. And go go see this guy having fun in his POTA activations. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. 73. Thanks, buddy. 73. been listening to Hamden Thoughts. Thanks a lot. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>